welcome to the Classy Ring Attire Podcast. I'm Joel. I'm Chris. And it's time to get classy. Let's do it. All right. And uh, we want to kick this off this week. As you all know, the Royal Rumble is this weekend. What? Um, but more importantly, <laughs> yes, much more importantly, uh, our Rumblethon that we've been, uh, I'm sure everyone's probably sick of us talking about it, uh, that is happening this Saturday. Yes. The 27th, correct? That sounds like a real number. <laughs> Uh, we're going to do, the, the stream is going to start at around 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you live in a different time zone, you do the math, because mm. I sure am not going to do that. Um, like we said, uh, I'm going to be playing three Rumble matches on WWE 2K16. Um, we're encouraging everyone to make pledges, to donate money per elimination that I am able to pull off, or... Do do whatever you want to do to yeah. make it fun for yourself. Yeah. Um, the easy thing to do is, mm. you know, if Chris is the sixth person out, you donate six dollars. If he's mm. the twentieth person out, you donate twenty dollars. If he wins it, you donate yeah. the full thirty. And, it, and like I said, you could just make a donation as well. We will yeah. provide links to where you donate. It's all going towards Extra Life, and with us specifically, it's going to go towards Duke Duke Children's Hospital. Yes. Um overall goal this year for us to raise $500 this year and this is kind of our big kickoff uh, we might do some stuff later on in the year if we you know get ideas and obviously we're going to be doing um, Extra Life in November Yeah, to kind of round everything out so yes, this Saturday 5pm Eastern Standard Time about 3 hours before uh, takeover. It gives you a nice little pre-show before Give takeover. Pre-show, get, get, get you in the mood. Get you in the mood before you grab some dinner, before you settle in for some for some wrestling so yeah uh but yeah uh just pay attention to all of our social media platforms we'll be sending out links to the streams where you can donate all that stuff yes just wait play the entire podcast hear all of our stuff and uh those plugs is basically where you can find that stuff at the end that yeah we have definitely down that we and never mess up on 100 percent believe that all of our listeners stay until the very end and listen to every week this week, do that. because Yes, please, this week, do that so you can... We don't want to run through all that right now, but yes, by all means, yeah. find it, and we will send everyone links. Yes. Um, but moving into wrestling, um, this is a big wrestling week. Yes. I guess. <laughs> it, no, it is. Um, a, it's we've got a lot to preview, mm-hmm. um, and we do have a lot to talk about, you know, to review. Yes. Um, <laughs> ah. With a big... The big one, I guess we might as well go in chronological order. Uh, news came out hours before Raw, I believe, that a female has come forward uh, via social media um, accusing uh, Enzo Mori of sexual assault, and WWE like suspended him immediately that that Monday. Mm-hmm. And you know, we found out that the Phoenix Police. I believe it was Phoenix, mm-hmm. um, are have been investigating this since October. Yes. And it's just an ongoing thing. Uh, it's just that, you know, the victim has finally come out publicly and talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the important takeaway in terms of the wrestling aspect of the story is Enzo apparently knew yes. since October he, he has, or whatever. He's been wa- aware of the investigation since October. Yeah. And so uh, Tuesday... Uh, WWE announced that they have released Enzo Amore. Uh, word is like they really haven't said much specifically on the matter. Um, 
sounds like from all sources that it's it's kind of regardless of how how the investigation turns out they're more mad that he didn't tell them and they had to find out like the rest of us did right which from w's perspective i yeah. totally get 100 like you know rich swan like he's in a rough situation right now but he's still technically employed because they're waiting for the trial they're waiting for mm-hmm. the investigation and once they find out you know one way or the other it'll determine what they do but until then he's suspended indefinitely i'm assuming probably without pay right um with enzo i guess i obviously he's he's made a statement through his lawyer on twitter which is a weird sentence to say um but basically you know claiming that he denies all allegations which i would assume he would any probably decent lawyer would probably tell him to do that yes um so maybe i don't know maybe he just thought that he he was just so confident in his innocence that he just didn't think it would be a big deal but and, <laughs> but you you've we've all seen how you know these uh, accusers aren't coming out of the woodwork you know in many different entertainment industries right now mm-hmm. so if there was ever a time to not feel safe about you know the well, outcome uh, of something I mean, it's this, probably this now like, like you know true faults fact fiction whatever whatever yeah happened in real life the fact that he did not to tell WWE them. I I hundred I have to do that at my work mm-hmm. for anything greater than. A traffic ticket. Yeah, I have to say, hey, this is this is what's going you know, on. And I have to report that. Yeah, um, it's not. Yeah, this isn't like WWE like overreacting and feeling slighted or anything. Like this is a thing that most people have to do if they're they, if they face any sort of uh, criminal or legal issues. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so for the time and just skipping ahead a little bit, uh, they did. Dana Bryan made an announcement on the beginning of two hundred five live. Yep. Um, obviously, he's. Relinqu- relinquish the cruiserweight championship next week on 205 live they're going to appoint a 205 live general manager and their first job is to determine what they're going to do about the championship basically canceling the cruiserweight match at roy rumble uh hopefully cedric gets something <laughs> i mean like he gets at least an opportunity <laughs> or in the match or whatever yeah cedric has kind of defaulted to like the accidental face of that yeah. division right now. Uh yeah, because he replaced Rich Swan after his uh criminal issues, mm-hmm. which was like I felt like forever ago. It's really only like last two months, I guess. Yeah. Uh and now Enzo is facing his issues and he's gone. Mm-hmm. And so Cedric is like, I'm just I'm here, you know. Well, yeah, and and you know, he's the one that suddenly seems to be like this is mm. that they, they want to hang their hat on somebody. Sure, and and, and I get that they need to like yeah. like looking at the structure of two or five live. I get yeah. like you need a guy. You need the, the and you tried to make it Neville. Yeah, and you did a good job, but didn't work out for whatever reason. Yeah. I get that Enzo was a good choice with all the information that you had at the time. Yeah. And honestly, let me. I, I just you know we'll we'll talk more about like each show and everything. And I know this seems kind of minor in the face of everything else going on with Enzo and you know, outside of the company and everything. But I I would like to commend uh Cedric and um Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. They're in the main event of two oh five live and it was not an easy task for them to to take on because A, this crowd has sat through dark matches, entire episode of SmackDown, this mix mixed match challenge and now two oh five live all in the same night and they've got to close this whole thing out. And I believe there's a dark match going on after them. Yeah. Um. So the crowd 
you know, you, it was that typical 205 live reaction to it, really anything. It's just, man, whole lot of nothing. But these two guys went out there, two faces going off against each other, and it really felt like these guys were just taking the show on their shoulders. Yeah. And they delivered in a really fantastic match, to be honest with you. Uh, and I highly, I, I understand a lot of you might not have watched it with everything going on this week, um, but I highly encourage everyone to go to 205 Live and just watch that match because they won that crowd over. Yes, they did. They did a very good job. Yeah. And I would also like to say, uh, for those of you who don't watch SmackDown right. live, mm-hmm. or I guess don't watch SmackDown live live. Yes. For those of you who DVR it you or just tape it or SmackDown, whatever. It's okay. I know, but I was like, I <laughs> because there's still a comment. God, I hate that. I cannot wait for them to drop the live. It's and just been over a year now. Yeah. Yes. A year and a half. Um, but for those who tape it or DVR it or do whatever or watch mm-hmm. it on Hulu the next day. Um, I would encourage you to take a time and watch and flip SmackDown and 205 Live. Watch 205 mm-hmm. Live first yeah, and then watch SmackDown because when you're doing that, the 205 Live crowd suddenly becomes idiots because <laughs> you're like, this is amazing. Sure. This is quality wrestling. Right. That it's way you're good. that way you're yourself are right. not fatigued on wrestling. Right. That and, yeah, and, and, and that's, you know, because I absolutely have that problem. Yeah. Where like I've I've gone through the whole mm-hmm. you know the whole SmackDown and I'm like all right now let's watch you know this whole other hour of okay I guess yeah um it, uh, like I said like they they won the crowd over they're it's like they're putting 205 Live on their on their shoulders now yeah um and just kind of taking like the responsibility of the show like all right this. From this point on, the show either, you know, soars or sinks on us. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to see them, like, really take advantage of that and really kind of, you know, take the reins. No, it was... Yeah. I mean, it was a match that felt like a main event of a yeah. show, which it was. Sure. Um, but that that's... And again, to, to win over a, an exhausted crowd like that. Yeah. And a crowd that really doesn't really care one way or the other. And I'm not, that's not me dissing on Washington, D.C., but because I mean, that's the reaction that the show has been getting across, Everywhere. The, across the United States. So um, that's all the Enzo stuff. Next biggest thing, really, is this Raw 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Man, what a shiny turd <laughs> that show was. I, and again, it started off perfect, it started off fantastic. Vince came out, everyone's going nuts over Vince, and he turns this crowd, you know, orchestrated their boos uh-huh. perfectly. And then well, it's been, I, like, and it sets up Austin. He, he does this thing where, where he does the, a black, and he just says that one line, yeah. two words, yeah. a black. And I'm like, that's not Vince. That's Mr. McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing Mr. McMahon. <laughs> you, could see, you could see the turn. Like, him, like, trying not to get emotional when the crowd's going nuts for him when he first comes out. It's like, oh, that's Vince. Mm-hmm. But you're right. A plaque. That line, you could see the turn. It's like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna do something. <laughs> he's doing Mister Man, and and like, and it seems so effortlessly, just flip this crowd mm-hmm. like it was nothing. Yeah, it was so impressive. Um, and then of course Austin came out to a, a pop that I had only remembered and read about in books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that we certainly haven't experienced in a while. Um. And then it just kind of like, I don't want to say it fell apart, but it just felt a little ho hum from that point on. And like they have said that you know they 
the Enzo stuff kind of threw off some of their plans, but that really was just one segment. Like, come on. Um, the, the thing is that that opening segment is basically, they know, that's nostalgia done right. Sure. Like, it's 100% yeah. a nostalgia and, and thing. And honestly, it's, Stone Cold doesn't say a word, doesn't put anybody no. over. He comes mm. out. Does three stunners, drinks best, 12 beers. Like one of the best talkers ever in wrestling comes out and he doesn't have to say a single word. Yeah. You know? Um, this isn't here to further any yeah. storyline. We didn't think that plaque was real. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> as soon as Stephanie started talking about GoFundMe, I'm like, yeah. Mr. McMahon doesn't even know what GoFundMe <laughs> is. The guy hasn't had anyone out, yeah. out anyone outside to fund anything of his <laughs> in decades. So this is absolutely just like Let's do the greatest hits. Let's, yeah. let's play our big hit single of mm. Stone Cold Stunning Mr. McMahon. It was like the whole thing was set up so that the crowd wouldn't boo Steve Austin whenever he he stunned McMahon, which he yeah. wasn't going to anyway. But they like they kind of put you know a little bit too much work into it. Like you know, all you had to do was just just have Stone Cold come out, not even again, not say anything, and just stun the guy. See, I I but I like the I like that they they thought to build that up anyway. The the pop. They're like, oh, that's the pop. Wasn't because Stone Cold was coming out. It was because Stone Cold was coming out to shut up Mr. McMahon. Right. And like, and, and it's it's a small thing, but and it's, it's like, something he hasn't done in a while. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things. I don't know if we've gotten true Mr. McMahon since I don't know since his fight against Punk, maybe. Maybe. Like maybe like. But Punk, Punk wasn't a bad guy at the time, wasn't he? I, that, that's the thing is like I believe he was. It, it depends on what you want to consider it because like you can be like, oh, Mr. McMahon mm-hmm. is trying to screw over KO in this segment. Yeah, but like, so, and part of it is because all of his intri- all of his he's, he comes out once a year maybe. Yeah, so he comes out to cheers and to thank you, Vince's, and to the bowing motion. And yeah, which is fine and well deserved and all. But like, when's the last time you've heard Vince booed? Like booed. Like Brett? I don't know, um, I don't know. It's it it's been a while, mm-hmm. uh. But man, I'm glad for their sake that they scheduled that segment first. Yeah, because had that been at the end and had that been at the Manhattan Manhattan <laughs> Center, maybe probably would have got. But then again, that crowd probably would have been so appreciative that they got anything. They probably would have cheered their their heads off. Yeah. Um, speaking of, man, those. The people at that Manhattan Center overpaid for their tickets. Yes, they did. You could have told me that they paid twenty bucks, <laughs> and I would have said, "Yeah, they, you paid too much." Um, they got maybe one real match, mm-hmm. and that was Bray and and uh, Matt Hardy, and even that felt rushed. Apparently, like minutes, like literally minutes before they would go live to the Manhattan Center, they brought out two like cruiserweight guys to do like literally like a two three minute match. Just to just like to get some hype, just to get the hype the crowd up, um, and like they just were appreciative of anything because they got nothing that entire show. Like they, the majority of their show was spent looking at monitors, uh, watching watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah, you know, um, like Grant again, kudos to WWE for making it feel you know like the the Manhattan Center of making it feel like an old episode of Raw, mm-hmm. but there was nothing. And I mean, I, I understood that this 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 uh, this episode was going to be, you know, a big bite of nostalgia. I understand that, um, but it, I don't know. Like even that felt just 
hollow <laughs> or well, something. I, I don't know. So there, there's, there's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. One is like, why, why is it that Stone Cold doing literally his same Stone Cold shtick mm-hmm. still feels fresh and exciting? Yeah. Whereas DX feels like Dad's trying to be cool. Um, I don't know. They like because with Stone Cold, like you barely get that once every couple years. Mm-hmm. Now but you don't get DX that much, right? Like, like you get Triple H a lot. You get Sean fairly frequently, right? At least on like pre-shows and kickoff stuff, you see him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And like, and they might do a little backstage thing and be like, "Remember mm-hmm. DX? Yeah, we were awesome." But yeah, and part of it is like they gave DX the like network shill moment, and you're like. Mm, Anti authority. I that Andy authority. That, it's like the one hundred whole thing. That more, felt more like just Sean thinking he was funny. <laughs> that I don't think that was actually scripted like that. I think that was just well, him. it fell flat. Oh, oh, sure. Not again. Sean Michaels has never really been known to be uh, very original or funny. He just happened to be the best, you know, superstar probably ever. <laughs> um, but humor wasn't his best thing. At least you know, actually good humor. Um, I don't know. It just, uh, again, it all kind of fell, the entire thing kind of fell flat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Good Brothers beating Revival in like a couple minutes felt gross. Yeah. You know? And wh- again, like we, they kind of set it up last week with the Revival coming out and like bad mouthing, um, you know, Legends or whatever. And like, okay, they're going to get the Heath Slater treatment, which apparently later on that uh, the next segment, uh, Heath Slater got the Heath Slater uh, <laughs> treatment. Yes. Um, which apparently that was the Enzo that was supposed segment. To be Enzo yeah. Getting that. Which is why Rhino apparently was so keen on g- having his partner beat up and then just raising the arms of the guys who <laughs> just beat up his partner. Um, it, which was really honestly, that was just I felt like a metaphor for the entire night. <laughs> it well, just felt weird. Well, and there's stuff like. You you hyped up Eric Bischoff, and then that's what you did with him. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, like he just had him come out, wave once at the crowd, like uh, MVP. He was you know a side character in this poker game storyline mm-hmm. that he didn't like. He didn't show up until like the third ish time they went back to that poker game. Yeah, um, and that was pretty much it. Like I don't know. Well, and part of it is. These nostalgia episodes aren't as rare as I feel like they think they are. Like, we had Raw 1000 a while back. Um, We had Raw 100 two years before that. Raw 1000 felt fantastic. But we we also, we have old school Raws at least every other year, if not every year. Mm -hmm. And Ted DiBiase is on all of them. Sure. And I love Ted DiBiase. Mm -hmm. But when they pan to it, and he he does his laugh, and that's it. That's all he's there to do, especially when he does it backstage. So it's not even really for the crowd yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, mm, what? I think honestly, I think I think they overbooked it in the sense that they there was too many people. Yeah, and it, that, and it's like a you flooded the market with legends. Well, you you were so this is the the Jurassic Park thing where you were so obsessed with whether or not you could. You stop to think whether or not you should. Yeah. When it's like, yeah, they can get legends on legends. Yeah. Yeah. They can Honestly, get the boogeyman to come back. Like, yeah. 
honestly, like guys like MVP, it would have been a much bigger deal or a much bigger surprise, bigger moment if you had him be like just a one-time surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble literally a week later. Yeah. You know, which they still might do, but stuff like that, like they could have just paced themselves out some. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, it, and like it, it just like I said, it felt like a big old shiny turd. And then even like like the Undertaker got some time, and we still don't know if do he's retiring. Yeah, like everyone that I beat can rest now or something. Along <laughs> I those mean, lines. That, that's either the only two logical things from that statement are he's retired and this is mm-hmm. retirement announcement, or he's taking on everybody he's ever taken on before, which seems in very the Ill- greatest handicap match of all time, which seems very illogical. <laughs> Uh, considering a number of them have passed away, or not longer, or most of them not in the company, yeah, uh, or can no longer physically pull off a match, uh, so <laughs> up I, to I, impossibly including. I the have Undertaker. a feeling like whoever came up with what he said, either it be him or the writers, they thought that message was a lot clearer in their heads than what it turned out to be. Well, it it was it it seems to be a retirement announcement. Right, but it kind and of again. I, but I do like the continuity. He wore a completely different outfit, an outfit that didn't require him to wear a hat, and he wasn't wearing his gloves. You know, so, so all that stuff could still be in. The so ring. all that stuff can still be in the middle of Camping World Stadium in Orlando, <laughs> which I assume it is. Middle of they played football games around it, but like it's really quite awkward when that happened. You're like, we we didn't like. I thought he was retired. Like he gave sure. all the signs of retirement. Yeah, and that's like, and that's the way I originally like took what he said and was like okay they can finally rest okay well that confirms he's retired and good on him because you know that was a good send-off uh and then like everyone else started like kind of going through everyone's reaction i was like i don't know maybe it wasn't as clear as i thought so i don't know well i guess we'll see once we get closer to wrestlemania because if there was ever a time for him to pop up here it is yeah i mean that's just the thing is like i was sitting i was like i didn't the only reason it couldn't be a retirement Mm -hmm. Is because it seemed to be nothing more than retirement. Where I'm yeah. like, I thought we already knew that. Yeah, the biggest curveball they can they can pull us on us now is not say anything about it at WrestleMania, like not have Undertaker there at all. Yeah, and then he show up at the next WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, like that would be like that would be the biggest swerve of the ball. Well, I'm I, I assume he's going in the Hall of Fame next WrestleMania. Yeah, like, if they're he's not they're yeah. not going to waste him and Goldberg on the same year, right? Because Goldberg is the 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 lead guy or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say um the top draw um although most people don't really seem to care all that much uh but yeah now he deserves to be the top billing yeah um, and he will be there's yeah no sure question. um let's see also they announced today actually that the 2019 Royal Rumble will be at Chase Field in Arizona like the big old baseball stadium mm-hmm. um they are being ambitious yeah. Because that is just as from a baseball perspective, it's huge. And then, you know, when you fashion it for wrestling, like they did at Safeco, uh, I want to say WrestleMania 19, mm-hmm. um, that was massive. Um, so it will be interesting to see. It, I, I would expect them to do something like that for WrestleMania. Yeah. But they're really shooting for the fences for Royal Rumble. Um, I want to talk something that's been kind of mulling over in my mind these past couple of days looking at the raw 25 yeah and then looking at the the potential fox deal yeah um which 
seems to be picking up steam. Uh, it yeah. was a story on NPR actually, hmm. like um, the day after they had they had Raw twenty five, so they had a little story of like you know Raw wrestling has been around this you know mainstream wrestling has been around for twenty five years, um, and that led into a bigger story about like the Fox deal and yeah. like what that could mean and the odds and possibilities. Um, but you couple that with the XFL revival situation that's happening. Yeah. Um, and apparently Vince is making an official announcement soon, soon before the Super Bowl, supposedly. Yeah. Um, it's somewhere January in the twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget exactly what the, the, I, I forget what the exact date was that the guy that predicted it, um, had said, but it's coming up. Um, I think PWI, one of the dirties, basically just said like WWE production people have already been working on promo. Yeah, promo. They said, they they're said saying the, nothing, nothing official will happen, or nothing. It won't actually happen until 2020, but just just so they can like take extra time to get it done right, which is what they didn't do with yeah, XFL. They did one. I mean, they did one year last time. They're doing two years this time. No, no, no. I mean, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. They but waited one year before the actual season started. Yeah, yeah they, they announced the season yeah. one yeah. year in advance, and now they're announcing the season two years in advance, basically. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I mean, still good. Like that's somewhat learning from your mistakes. Sure. And I mean, you yeah. know, when you've got that much money, you can make things happen in two years. Yeah, if you really wanted. It. Um, but if, if this is Vince pulling more away from wrestling Mm -hmm. if fox is really interested in wrestling to the point where fox is going to be putting some creative fingers in the pie yeah um it feels like we're at the beginning of a a a transitional point in wrestling yeah Or, or not so much that we're at the beginning of the transitional point but we're at the end of the era before the transitional point yeah which if you look back over the long history of wrestling, mm-hmm. it's always a era of crappy wrestling. Sure, yeah, it's always. Uh, I forget what it was. It what they called it after Hogan left, Next Generation or or whatever. You can just call it WrestleMania Nine. Yeah, <laughs> not pretty much. Um, yeah, well, they really didn't trust the young up and coming wrestlers, and they like they relied on like random one-off appearances of their big top former guys mm-hmm. yeah sound familiar yeah <laughs> so after hogan mm-hmm. um the kind of the end of the attitude era before ruthless ad- aggression came is ruthless aggression was a uh, in between that was kind of awful yeah between attitude and uh and pg mm-hmm. maybe that's what the quote-unquote reality era is is the transition and so well that's the thing is just we're kind of looking i'm looking at it and i'm like and, and so there was, there was talk about like WWE um, when they were I think this was during their quarterly report last time they were talking about there's not really any plans to invest any additional money beyond what they're investing, right? Which they're they're going to kind of stick with the status quo to still continue to produce episodes, you know, right. every week and stuff. But that's why I feel like fireworks are gone. We've heard yeah. nothing about not so much to not so much to reach their end of year goals as far as revenue, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and it's more of the more of just kind of everything kind of staying where it is. Yeah, well, and we we've heard no forward momentum on this UK weekly no. show. Um, there has there's ba- there's been no 
there's been no new network programming. Mm-mm. Um, the only thing that comes out is, you know, more episodes of existing IP. Um, the only thing that's been new is this thing with Facebook with yeah Mix Max Challenge. And interestingly enough, they've done a terrible mistake with the, their little Facebook watch thing. Yeah, because it says. How many people have viewed each episode? So you know, right there, right front and center. Well, at least watching it live. No, like you can go. And oh, look. oh, okay. So looking at it now. So anytime WWE wants to mess with their numbers, like they usually do on their stuff. Yes, they can. Yeah. So why well, they can, but they open themselves up to getting called yeah. out. So like, that's one of the great things about the network is they can say, you know, this WrestleMania is the most watched WrestleMania of all time. We have the numbers. Don't look. Right. Like, we put numbers on a piece of paper. That counts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this many people. We sold this many tickets. Yeah. Okay. Big show is this heavy. Okay. <laughs> like, if you say so. Yeah. But now I can look. And so episode two yeah. of the mixed match yeah. challenge did about a third of the numbers of the first episode. Right. Um, I actually did less. I did closer to a fourth. Yeah. Um, it did a little bit better than a fourth of the numbers, which is like... Mm, that's rough. Yeah. But again, like, it was like, Mix Max Challenge was like, th- like, maybe second, no, sorry, like third, fourth fiddle mm-hmm. this week for WWE. Yeah. Which, and I mean, I mean, I can't blame them. Well, so they can't really put as big of an emphasis as they did in the first episode. Yeah. So there's more going on this week. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see if it kicks back up next week. Right. Once um, they can put more emphasis on it to remind people that this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the only kind of new venture mm-hmm. it feels like they're even attempting right now. Um, yeah, and like I would like a, some bigger stakes though for that. Yeah, you know more th- like I I I fully I I love that they're doing it for like f- you know for charity or whatever. Like the winner gets X number of money to their favorite charity or whatever. That's great, but I need something a little bit more. I need some more stakes for the actual wrestlers. Yeah. You know, um, to create a little bit more interest in it. Um, it, I think it's more of an experiment with Facebook Mm -hmm. because I believe Facebook is one of the people that's trying to throw their, their names in the hat for, for buying WWE, not, not buying WWE, but or buying programming programming. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, it's, you know, it's not a bad move. Because a lot of people have their Facebook, and if you can just watch Raw on Facebook, you know, it's way easier than, you know, it's way easier for people to just, you know, not even try pirating it, you know, because yeah. it's on Facebook. Of course, it's free on Facebook. Everyone has Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, like, who cares that you, or who needs to go find a, you know, a sketch, you know, in the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, a uh, sketch link for it or something. Um... I think the biggest fear, mm-hmm. and you can see this if you watch the um, the stuff on what's it called? If if you watch the mixed stuff, yeah. Um, there's a comment section yes. that's just Facebook comments uh-huh. as they happen. Uh huh. So when they pop up that little Twitter feed at the bottom mm-hmm. of Raw, like this is what the WWE universe is saying. And it's what? like, oh, everybody likes Roman Reigns and the Bella Twins. What are the odds? Right. Yeah. Um, they would probably have to find some way of dealing with that. Yes. Uh, make sure there's no like you know, Pepe memes or <laughs> Nazi stuff. Um, so I don't know. 
there because uh, a lot of stuff coming out. Like Fox is clearly like the front runner mm-hmm. and probably the most likely to at least get uh, programming. Yeah. Um, I still don't know about them letting Fox just buy them out completely. Um, depends on know. how. I think it really depends on how all in Vince wants to be for. Uh, alpha entertainment or whatever mm-hmm. um so we'll see i just i i think that these next 18 months that we're, we're kind of going into mm-hmm. is going to very much feel like like we're gonna look back on this 10 years from now yeah. and be like that was a and i mean it's gonna at least it's gonna ramp up here in the next couple of months because i believe they said they wanted a a deal done by may mm-hmm and then obviously everything will start next year as far as any sort of new like new um whatever's going on um but it will be interesting cuz they did just announce Mrs uh reality series and that's going to be on USA on USA yeah yeah i don't know i mean maybe it might tank and they won't even be an issue and well, it makes me want it make, also makes me wonder about what they're going to do with the reality stuff say that's the, on E. Yeah, the total if that diva go, franchise, which if is if that goes along with it, or is that a separate deal with with Universal? I don't know. So um, it'll be interesting. There's there's a lot to kind of delve into, and and again, it, it's like who's interested? If Vince is gone, is it Steph and Triple H now? Are, are they in charge of everything? Um, you kind of have to look at this whole thing, you know. With Shane coming back, and you're like, "Oh, Shane's here now. Shane seems yeah. to be here to stay." Is that throwing wrench? I so Stephanie's or is he just content with just being an on-screen talent. Yeah, uh, Stephanie has been announced. Stephanie's going to be commentator for the Women's Royal Rumble match. Yeah, which I think stems to Stephanie is really trying to position herself as the figurehead of. This women's revolution. Sure. Um, that's why she has to make the announcement. Mm-hmm. She has to be the one standing in the center of the ring. So yeah. every picture that shows up in Sports Illustrated and CBS Sports and everywhere. Associates her with it. Yep. Yeah. Same thing with her voice. Her voice is going to be the one associated with this moment. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I get the business side of it. Especially if, I mean, you don't know what the next 18 months holds mm-hmm. for the company you've dedicated your entire life and your family's legacy to. Yeah. Like, making sure you're an invaluable part of it is a really important thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen so many power struggle storylines in WWE. We know what we're... We, we know <laughs> it when we see it. Come on. You can't, you can't pull the wool all over like, our eyes. Guys, guys. We all know that... Fox is going to just send all their guys to invade for uh-huh. WrestleMania 35, uh-huh. and it will be decided there. Uh-huh, and then Shane's just going to be like, yeah, <laughs> sold it to me, Shane McMahon. <laughs> Whatever. And then he'll jump off something. And he'll, yeah, he'll jump off a Fox production <laughs> truck or something. I don't know. Um, so now moving on, we need to talk about TakeOver Philadelphia. Yes. Um, we've now got five matches. On the NXT conference call with Triple H earlier today, he announced a fifth uh, match to the main card. Now they will also be doing uh they doing pre tapes for next week on or the following week on uh, NXT TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, did announce that TM61 will be making their in ring date or uh, return finally. 
basically on Wednesday. Although I do, I will say I've been loving the little vignettes they've been doing or the the, the pieces that they've been doing on them. Yeah. Um, still no explanation on why it's taking them so long to come back because I think it was Shane Thorne, I believe, that got hurt. He had recovered a while ago. But anyway, maybe they're maybe they're changing another character. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the match that they added is Velveteen Dream versus Cassie's Ono. Uh, Velveteen Dream, even though he's been off NXT TV, still seems like he's waiting. He's riding this wave of momentum. Um, just watching him again tonight because they did the big match between him and Gargano. He did a um, uh, just a talking segment right before the match, and it I just I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just drinking too much of the Kool Aid, but something feels really special about him. Yeah, I don't know. Just watching the promo. He didn't half the promo with his back turned to the camera, you know, and it just, he just every rule that you're told not to, or every rule you're told to follow, he just doesn't really even bother with it. Yeah. Um, and then the match with Gargano was just, it was fantastic. And half of it, you know, obviously is Gargano, but there's something, there's something about Velveteen Dream. Maybe it's just, he's that talented, plus he's buying into this character like 100%. I, I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is he is he seems to be that talented. Yes. And I could very much see Velveteen Dream being Patrick's mankind kind right. of thing. Sure. Where, where he eventually he sheds it, he does, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more, and then he might bring it out for, or maybe his like Finn Balor demon kind of thing, where like he has to bring out the dream for the big things. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely could be a character that he like evolves. Yeah. Like tones down. As he becomes a bigger, bigger deal, but mm-hmm. it's mostly like it, it is a quote unquote gimmick to get him his foot in the door to get him noticed, you know. And it has gotten him. That's the big thing. It's definitely gotten him noticed. I keep. I don't know. I. I. Out of curiosity, I keep doing this, and I'm always surprised. He's only 22. That's crazy. That is absurd and offensive to my almost 30 self. <laughs> um obviously I've I I expect Velveteen Dream to win this one. Uh, yeah. Um I don't know. Something I I don't I think he probably needs to, but the more I think about it, the more I see him, the more I feel like he's not long for the main roster. Um I feel like he's the kind of person that would uh benefit him to stay on NXT for another year, maybe two. Yeah. Um, but part of me is kind of feeling like uh, the main roster, Vince and whoever else helps make the call. They're just not, just can't resist. I, I hope he stays in NXT for a while. Yeah. I he should get the NXT title. Yeah. I, like I feel like he's the kind of character that you give him the time, you let him build. Yeah. You put the title on him. I, I worry if he is like a you know raw after WrestleMania surprise debut kind of thing. Yeah, he's gonna go the Apollo Cruz route. Yeah, and like part of that is like, well, Apollo Cruz did that because Apollo Cruz's entire character was a smile. Yeah, and and Velveteen Dream is the polar opposite of that. Yeah, but but we don't know if he's going to be given the opportunity to show that off. Right. the The fact that Nakamura is struggling character wise. Mm-hmm. On the main roster, means that like you need some time to really yeah. cement what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if not this year, then next year he's like a surprise, maybe one night only entrant in the Royal Rumble. See, I would be okay with that if that was his thing. 
this weekend. Mm-hmm. He was just a, and it was just a one-time thing. Goes back down to NXT just because they, you know, they had an NXT spot and they offered it to me, so I took it. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel I feel like them. I feel like WWE is going to be tempted to fast track him, and I don't know if that's in his best interest. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. And honestly, I'll I'll just enjoy whatever. I'll enjoy what we have of him in NXT for right now. Yeah. You know, and then hope against all hope that they don't mess with him too much. Because he, he's found something. Mm-hmm. Um, as goofy as it might seem, they found something. Well, and again, not to keep harping on this, but it really feels like in 18 months, we mm-hmm. could have an entirely different top of the food chain as far as sure. creative goes. Yeah. And so, you, you don't know, know. That, that that's kind of the, the time frame where I'm all in for this guy to be moving up. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, now we have the NXT Tag Team Championship, the Undisputed Era versus Authors of Pain. I'm assuming uh, Undisputed retains because uh, I feel like Authors of Pain are on their last few moments on NXT. Maybe. Yeah. I I don't know. Because like, Authors of Pain has kind of been doing that thing where like they were away from, from NXT TV for a while, and mm-hmm. usually that means that they're like almost about to get moved up. You saw it with almost everybody else, you know, that last month or so beforehand. They're barely on NXT TV. Yeah. Except for, like, a couple episodes leading to one more takeover, do the takeover, and then soon they're up. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so, Authors of Pain is that mm. kind of thing where, like, I do not like them until they're in a match. Yeah. Once they're in a match, like, it's like, oh, man, these guys are awesome. Like, And, and I feel like, uh-huh. and it's... I feel like I forget every time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a pain. Why are they still pushing that? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I forgot. Right. So I think they look like Ninja Turtles with their, their ring entrance on these takeovers sometimes. And so, yeah. I don't know. I, I Part of that is like, so I'm to the point where I'm like, I don't trust myself. Like, sure. I, I don't really like them, but I don't trust myself. It's that. okay. I got to the point where like, you know what? I lock Authors of Pain as long as I still can dislike Sanity. <laughs> I still don't like Sanity. Well, but it, because of that, because of that weird, like, for some reason I can't figure out I don't like them yeah. when they're not wrestling, they don't feel ready to me to move up. Yeah, I think it's going to be, it's more coming a thing where they're, it feels like they're not as needed in NXT anymore. Because mm-hmm. you've got, I first of all, you got Heavy Machinery. That's like the big tag team. Then you got, you know, Killian Dane, part of Sanity. And in the pipeline, you've got War Machine, which... Those guys are just monsters. Yeah. So it's going to feel kind of crowded as far as, like, the big guys in tag teams, you mm-hmm. know? And honestly, like, I feel like SmackDown could probably use a big tag team like that. Because they don't, SmackDown has nothing like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, honestly, not, neither does Raw, but SmackDown, it, the tag team still seems. The, the tricky thing about anemic. SmackDown is I don't want to see anything other than Usos and New Day. Well,. <laughs> Half of Usos has to deal with the DUI, so you might have to live without new. I'm aware. For a little I'm aware. But <laughs> although, side note, and I know this is making light of horrible situation, but how glad do you think Jey Uso is about this Enzo thing? <laughs> because no one's talking about his DUI anymore. Yeah. Like for him personally, like it kind of came at the best mm. time. Anyway, um, well, and the the um, I always complain 
about like, oh, this roster, this especially like tag team division is so thin. Yes. Kind of thing. They need to build up actual tag teams and not yeah. just the random people together. But then with SmackDown, I'm like, these guys just fight forever. You, you want to do another New Day and Enzo or New Day and Uso match? All right. Yeah, I'll watch that. I mean, yeah. And it's also become like a thing where, you know what? Put whoever you want with Chad Gable. He has good matches with Usos too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm adding him to the mix. And Shelton Benjamin is amazing, yes, but you know, you know what I mean. I'm not as charmed by them yet. I mean, they're fine. Sure. But well, like, I mean, Chad Gable has been very impressive lately, so that's why I'm adding him. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think okay. you're. I think you're forgetting again. Like, <laughs> you have you have authors of pain syndrome with Chad Gable. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> See, there you go. Um, but I've still got undisputed era retaining. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Somehow, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to beat all because I don't think Authors Pain really have lost a clean match not. before. Like, I know Sandy beat them for the championships. I honestly can't remember how. <laughs> that wasn't the ladder match, was it? No, they won the ladder match. I don't remember. It was the one where they put in Eric Young like last minute yeah. in the match. Okay. What um. Else? Anyways, you got the NXT Women's Championship match. Uh, Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler. I'm gonna pick Asuka. Okay, <laughs> she you can't. She's she's not there. It's I know just it's, a reflex. I know. Um, honestly, I feel like they're gonna put it on Baszler. Really? Yeah. Like, why? Again, like they want to put a lot of emphasis on Baszler. You've seen that with the way that they they've hyped up her coming to NXT and everything, and they put her in a championship match almost automatically. Um, they didn't even give Nia Jax that kind of treatment. You yeah, know? and they were big on Nia Jax. Um, so maybe I feel like she goes ahead and win. So honestly, like Ember Moon as champion doesn't really do anything for me. She was more interesting to me chasing, yeah, than she is retaining. You you make very good points. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't be surprised. But it, and again, honestly, joking aside, it might be the Oscar factor where it feels like how do you get it off of her? Yeah, yeah. And, and and this like thing where like oh, you, well she doesn't. This, have this a, is a title that yeah. it feels like it's been held for a very long time. Yeah, that that's what they how they treat this title. Yeah, and it's like Emrune's held it for you know a couple months. Yeah, yeah, since November. So it it seems um, fast, especially given that they were very. High on Ember Moon, they were mm-hmm. you know they were ready to really push her as yeah. the next thing, the successor to Asuka. Um, so it seems fast, but who knows? I'm gonna still go Ember Moon, right? Or or you know Ember Moon retains and Baszler is a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble or something. Yeah, all I know is you don't have a undefeated streak to protect because she lost in the the tournament. Mm-hmm. So you can find a way for her to lose. Well, she lost again, because yeah. And you can, you know, you can work around around it. And Ember Moon can pull off a believable win mm-hmm. on someone like that. like Because I, I still really love her finisher. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with uh, Shayna, though. That's fine. Um, thank you, Yanni John. <laughs> Yanni John. That's weird. Uh, anyway, you got the Extreme Rules match. Alistair Black versus Adam Cole, baby. Um, I'm thinking Adam Cole wins I'm here. thinking Adam Cole wins this. Yeah. Because again, like he he's still he's a guy that they're they're grooming for the main event, mm-hmm. and he's almost there 
Uh, and it, but it doesn't feel like he has he's really had a whole lot to stick his teeth into outside of the war games, which wasn't like his thing. He was just part of a team. Yeah. No, th- this feels very much like the established your facts for those who don't know kind yes. of feud. Like the whole it feud felt, has felt like that. Yeah. It feels a lot like Nakamura and Austin Aries and their takeover match. It mm-hmm. feels like that. Um, which is weird because I feel like Aleister Black is also a guy who's kind of like a guy that they're trying, they've really slowly been building up him. Yeah. Um, and I'm waiting for him to finally put him in a championship match. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he, he is teetering the line between like next champion and next Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did beat Velveteen. Yeah. But Ty Dillinger wins just enough to that. that that's what makes well, a good Ty fair, Dillinger. To be fair, that role has been taken by Cassie Sono because <laughs> he lost to Lars Sullivan. He loses to he loses to everyone on NXT TV, and now he's going to lose to Velveteen. Yeah. So to be fair, I feel like Alistair Black is is safe from being classified as the next uh, Ty Dillinger. Maybe, but it's important to know that you can have more than one Ty Dillinger at a time. Maybe because what is Ty Dillinger but just a younger Chris Jericho? <laughs> True. And most times you wouldn't mind being, you know, compared to Chris Jericho. But in this case, you don't. You found the one way that it's crappy to be like Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, I've got Adam Cole winning. Uh, then you got the championship match, Gargano and Cien Almas. I've got Gargano I've winning. Got, I've got Gargano because I'm just... I mean, Because I'm, I'm preparing myself for, for heartbreak for that bald... Blank, 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 Champa to rear his ugly bald blank, blank head. Champa and Gargano for the title at the WrestleMania main event has to. takeover like has to happen. As long, I mean, the only thing is now is like I I could be off on estimating where Champa is as far as his uh, injury, mm-hmm. um, but I believe it's about time uh, for for him to be healed up and ready to go. Um, so if it doesn't happen. You know, this week it'll happen pretty soon because um, I mean, we do have four months between so between you know which, now and which is a good amount of time for him to hold the title. Sure, it is a good amount of time for, but it also means that they don't necessarily have to pull the trigger on Champa coming out and beating up Gargano. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I don't know if he'll come out and beat him up. It, but it will, it will happen but it, within the next four months. Yeah, yeah, it will happen easily. He, I think he needs to get the title this week so he has the title at the next takeover. Although it would be. And he feels like an established champion by the time yeah. WrestleMania Although, takeover comes on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. Gargano comes out like in like the first five people in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> okay? And then he lasts forever. And then t- number 29, that bald blank blank... Champa comes out, <laughs> you know something like that. You know, if it, it feels very KO and Sami Zayn like a couple years ago. It, yeah, maybe you know, I wouldn't put it past them to do stuff like that. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna, if they're gonna trust. And then they are on the pre-show for WrestleMania. One hundred percent. That that's where they. Would be. If that happens, that's mm-hmm. where they would be. Absolutely. So. Or they would or pre-show pre-show on WrestleMania for the. The Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> Watch. And they get none of that the sweet DVD money. Wait, wait, wait to ruin everything. Chris. I ruin everything. But no, uh, TakeOver has the potential of being a 
this one in particular has potential being a very memorable takeover. Now yeah. they're coming off the heels of four games, which you know was my my pay review special event or whatever of the year, mm-hmm. um, and it was pretty high up there for seems like most everybody. Yeah. So it's it's hard to live up to that, but I feel like they'll be able to. But it's it's kind of nice that. I'm looking forward to takeovers again. Yes, like we had a especially after the last month of NXT. Like the last month yeah. of NXT has been stellar. Well, we had this big long period where I was like, I know a takeover will be good, and I trust them to yeah. make it good. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it conceptually, but just this the build for this one. There's nothing enticing to me, and it's always been good. Yeah. It's always been like, all right, that was that was a good show they put on it, a good show. It but literally is us being excited about takeover just on good faith, mm-hmm. and now it feels like there's a little bit more to it now. Yes. We're actually interested in all this stuff uh so that's it for takeover uh let's finally jump into royal rumble uh we've now got the two out of three falls championship match for tag teams uh usos and versus chad and uh shelton uh i'm assuming usos are going to drop the belts here um so we can give jay uso that slap on the wrist yeah that's kind of where i'm sitting um yeah and i don't know how long Chad and Sheldon are going to have the belts for. Uh, I don't know if they're going to continue this weird heel turn that they've kind of been working on like the last two weeks that felt like they kind of forgot on SmackDown this past week, but the week before they were really trying and it just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I don't know. It Chad is such a good, just, you know, white meat baby face yeah. kind of guy. Well, and again, I'm I'm playing too deep into the meta here, but like, yeah, it feels like a lot of this stems from okay, we need to get the titles off of the Usos. Yeah, and the New Day wasn't immediately considered to like, well, let's just put them back on New Day. That's a safe place to put a yeah. belt, which it always is. You can you can always just put it back on New Day. Sure. So I wonder if there are thoughts for like a New Day future, um, which might be why, you know, okay, so yeah, or like could have just been like, oh. This is the feud that they these guys have been in been with anyway, mm-hmm. so we might as well just give it to them. Well, and and thing. that it, I feel like it could have been a thing where like, you know, oh they weren't gonna lose the titles at WrestleMania, but now that they are, mm-hmm. so we're dropping this you know heel turn that was in process. Yeah, so that might be why that's just not a thing anymore. Yeah, and honestly, these these tag team matches are really uh, aside from the Rumble matches, these tag team matches are kind of like the ones where it feels up in the air. At least the Raw Championship tag team yeah feels like it could be it could go either way because all the other matches on regular matches on the card just feels pretty predictable well that that's that's, that's kind of the, the curse of royal rumble yeah. is everybody keeps their belt <laughs> for the most part unless you've driven while intoxicated yes uh now we've got the raw tag team championships like i mentioned uh you got seth and jason jordan versus uh cesaro and sheamus uh, I'm going to guess Cesaro and Sheamus. You think? Yeah. I don't know how long they want to keep the belts on, you know, the odd couple. I I think they like this um uh, Jason Jordan yeah, character. Yeah. And it's been it's been interesting to watch lately mm-hmm. uh for the most part. Uh I don't know, but it, it's getting WrestleMania season. It is getting WrestleMania season. Uh, I feel like they want to give something else to Seth Especially I, now that he okay. has momentum with the curb stomp coming back. I don't, I don't think they care about Seth. I think that, They care more about Jason Jordan, probably. Mm, I think they care about Kurt Angle. I think Kurt Angle's going to have something for WrestleMania. Fair. Okay. So what does he do? Does Jason Jordan fight Kurt Angle? 
Mm-hmm. Are, are we ready to pull the trigger on that? Or are we going to do some Kurt Angle versus Triple H control for power thing? Which, that they can't do that if they're going to do a Daniel Bryan versus Shane McMahon <laughs> control for power thing. So now that hinges on whether or not Daniel Bryan's going to actually get back in the ring or not. I could and I've gone cross-eyed again. <laughs> I could see Jason Jordan turning on Kurt Angle and siding with Triple H. And you get a tag team match at WrestleMania with Jason Jordan and Triple H versus Kurt Angle and Seth. So technically, you get Seth versus Triple H two years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I feel like that they do have some heat getting back on on Seth. Yeah. Um, but I I really feel like if this is dropped, Seth is going to get dropped with it. Seth's yeah. going to kind of go back into the ether of nothing to do. Yeah. Waiting for Dean to get better. I I will be mad if Seth gets regulated to the the armbar. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Although I've I've uh, quick side note about the the armbar, I think I like just calling it the Andre. All right, you, you can know? try. See, I'm try. I, I tried a little bit last year, and I don't know. I like how it felt. All I, right. I try. I put the hat on, and it fit pretty well. All right. Okay. So now we've got the WWE Championship handicap match. AJ Styles versus KO and Sammy. I'm AJ. AJ Styles. Yeah, like this is really. I'm just honestly, I'm ready for. I don't. This feels like a storyline where there's there's a trigger that they're waiting to pull, and I'm just I I'm tired of waiting and just pull the dumb trigger already and let's move on. You know, I don't know. Like there's something, and maybe it's the Daniel Bryan thing. You know, uh, is he like working? Is he colluding with him, or is he just doing what he thinks is right, or whatever? Yeah, you know, I but I feel like there's something to the storyline that, that I feel like they're treading water until they hit this point. Mm-hmm. I, no, I don't I, know what I, that is. I think it's absolutely Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I, I, I think it is Daniel Bryan. I also think it is. It, it really feels like they might be doing John Cena versus AJ at WrestleMania. I don't want it though. I want I want AJ and Nakamura. I know you do. I know no. you do. I'm right there with you. But I don't want it. But where? But we're better to have John Cena. Get his historic seventeenth title reign, then but at WrestleMania at Backlash. I don't know. <laughs> so. Knowing WWE, they would pull that off. They would try to do that at like a random like no, no one cares pay per view. Yeah, but I I really like nah nah. They did the Shield reunion at like <laughs> Battleground or something. So nah. All right. Yeah. All right. That uh, that's a nice dream. I hope you're right. I I hope so too. Uh, then you got the Universal Championship match: Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and Kane. Brock, Brock Lesnar pinning Kane. Yeah, Brock Lesnar pinning Kane. Yeah, specifically that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm still just saying Brock Lesnar wins. So if he wins by other means, whatever, <laughs> you're still gonna claim the point. Yeah, that it's that predictable about what's going to happen here. They've tried to like build up expectations and build up excitement about this match or whatever. Which I, is fine. I mean, it's all it's all been on Braun Strowman's shoulders, and he yeah. carries it incredibly well. But you can't mask the fact that they've put Kane in just to eat a pen. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm cheering for Braun Strowman. Sure, but no, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the uh, women's Royal Rumble match. Um, it really just comes down to: is this when they bring in Ronda? I, okay, I, I'll give you this before you have to predict a person. Okay. Do you predict an already announced wrestler or a surprise wrestler to win? 
Uh, well, honestly, it really it comes down to two people for me. Okay, and one is because my mind isn't made up. It comes down to, uh, yeah, specifically two of those people. Like one is a everyday competitor. One person is a a unannounced person. Is it Ronda Rousey and yes. Asuka? Yes, obviously. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's the the line I'm teetering on. Because would this count? This wouldn't count as. Oscar's undefeated streak. They would not count it. Yeah, but but it would be like a little bit of an asterisk. Yeah, like like the, the, tiniest, the tiniest of asterisks yes. would be there. Yes, uh, I will go. I will go Oscar if you want to go Ronda. If you if you, if you want to split the I difference, don't, like gentlemen. Yeah, but I don't know how I feel about that. Like, <laughs> I, Do you want to go the other way? I'll I'll go Ronda Rousey. If it's you go. like, does WWE want their first? ever Royal Rumble winner to be someone who's never wrestled on their company before or someone who has by and large for like the last couple of years and is established as a dominant person so of course she would win you know mm-hmm. and I just I don't know like is do they want a bona fide winner that we could all just feel proud of or whatever or do they want to grab some headlines and honestly, they just want headlines because that's all they care about. Honestly, because if you look at, if you watch SmackDown this past week, they were tripping over themselves to pat themselves on the back for <laughs> 25th anniversary that they put like this big publication covered 25. This big publication publication. Look at the, at the actual uh, article. Article. I forget exactly which one it was. The, but it was CBS Sports gave yeah. them a poor review. Yeah, it was a poor review, but it had a glow. Like it had a. A headline that they're like, all right, well, we we're both proud of that. But people took a screenshot of it. And it's like, you should have read that one. Yeah. But again, like the casual viewer mm-hmm. isn't going to do that. Okay. So, so here's your question: Who does Stephanie want to be photographed Ronda. raising the Ronda armor? Rousey? One hundred percent. All right, I'll go Asuka. Yeah, I'll go Asuka for the for the the gentlemanly. Yeah. One of us is going to win. Splitting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and no, honestly, I completely agree. Honestly, too. it's 50 Mm-hmm. For as in my in my view, uh, now like we said, Stephanie is going to be part of commentary. Do you think Stephanie gets in the match? I don't think Stephanie gets in the match unless she wins it. Mm. But I I think she's I think she's there so that she can get in the ring and raise the arm of the victor, so that she can be in the picture of such and such wins historic first women's Royal Rumble. I don't know if she can help herself. I really don't know if she can. I don't know. You know, what, like I understand what you're th- what you're saying, but she is a McMahon. She is a McMahon, but I and there's sometimes where a McMahon, a McMahon just can't help themselves. I to me, it comes down to these are the the tumultuous eighteen months where she wants to look like the corporate face. Sure, sure. But she's a big man. I don't, I don't know. know. You know? No, I, 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 I know it doesn't count for like points or anything for us, but I, I, it won't be like clutch my pearls. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, if, okay. if she ends up getting in the ring, but I'm, I'm calling no. I'm calling no on her getting in the ring. Yeah, no. Nah, if that happens, I, I know this is audio podcast, so this does nothing for you guys at home. But if that happens, I'm looking at you like <laughs> giving you the biggie look. Um, and so that leads us to the men's Royal Rumble match. Um, for me, it comes down because like they they changed hands, or uh, they changed the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. So Roman doesn't have a title, uh, <laughs> which is very upsetting. Which is, well, I mean, 
it was a great moment. Like, oh my god, Miz beat Roman. Who cares if it wasn't clean? Who cares if he exposed turnbuckle? I don't care that he beat Roman Reigns. Uh, but at the second, like the immediate second thought that you have is they just freed up Roman Reigns to win the Rumble, didn't they? I mean, granted, he could have won it as Intercontinental Champion too, but WWE doesn't really seem to like to do that these yeah. days. So, I don't know about that. And we know, we know that the main event of WrestleMania is going to be Brock and Roman for yep. the Universal Championship. Yep. Um... But I want Nakamura to win to face AJ. And honestly, and even like the Vegas odds has Nakamura as like the top three mm-hmm. as far as picks. Um, and it would go, it would do wonders for his momentum. Yeah. You know, it was Nakamura was my pick um, until the, you know, kind of setup of like, oh, Cena coming back, Cena being like, oh, this would be yeah. his historic 17th. He'd be beating Ric I Flair. I feel more, I feel more like, as far as Cena is concerned, I think they're going to go like have Elias come in and cost the rumble for Cena or something or eliminate Cena and start like a mini feud there. Like I see that as more likely than Cena winning. Okay. If, but if, if Undertaker's retired mm-hmm. and the two title, I don't, I don't, failed, yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with Cena for WrestleMania. I'm just saying that's where I feel like their short term thinking it's going to be. Okay. Cause you need Cena somewhat regular on the roster. You don't need it, but I feel like they're going to. They're going to have yeah. Cena regular, and that's going to be his first feud of the year is him and Elias. Yeah. Okay. Um, And, and the other thing, and I like absolutely hate to say it, mm-hmm. but like it's somebody, somebody in WWE is going to voice the question of like, do we want an Asian person to win both, both Royal Rumbles, mm-hmm. especially with like the New Japan threat looming with them like well honestly that would be the best way to combat that is to have yeah go ahead and promote you know your i mean honestly nakamura and asuka are are getting sizable salaries as they should they're amazing Mm -hmm. talents you might as well go ahead and you know make good on that investment and be like all right well let's see what they can let's see what they can draw on a major show well i Uh, the thing that really cinches it for me mm-hmm. is back in when was Money in the Bank June? Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. So I was moving in June, mm-hmm. and it, it was a very hectic time moving into a house for the first time, trying to do all the stuff, being first time homeowner, mm-hmm. and I didn't send any picks in for Money in the Bank, so I'm way behind. Right. So I feel okay. very comfortable just saying Nakamura. I will sleep well. I won't feel dirty doing it. Yeah. I'm gonna say Nakamura. I, yeah, I'm saying Nakamura as well. Like he's been my pick for Royal Rumble. Not even, again, not even because I am a giant Nakamura mark. I've said that many, many times. I make no bones about it. It is not even that. Like it just feels like that's the direction that they're going to go in. Yeah. Um, not like because you know last year's Royal Rumble, it felt like it was a, it was predictable until you got there and like, yeah, of course it's gonna be Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Especially because, you know, I got, like, because, uh, you know, the, the the day of is when, like, all the insider people that knows exactly. Like, the Vegas odds flopped. They shifted dramatically that, that day for Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's usually when inside information tilts the betting odds. Yeah. Um, but, honestly, like, Nakamura's been, like, the favorite for a while. It just feels like it's, 
you know, it, it feels like uh, like almost like the SmackDown rotation going on right now. Um, there was a time a few months back before he won the championship. I think AJ Styles was the U.S. champion at the time, mm-hmm. where you really hardly saw him on SmackDown, and that's because he was a big name that they were using as the dark match after 205 Live to make sure that people didn't go home. Yeah, and they stayed for 205 Live, and I that's what they've been doing with Nakamura now because now AJ Styles is the champion and he has to be on SmackDown mm-hmm. pretty regularly. So instead, they've been using Nakamura as that utility player, to, that to be that draw after 205 Live. And I feel like, you know, he's he 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 did the grunt work, and now this is where he kind of gets his reward. He's been featured uh, a little bit more on SmackDown the last couple weeks than he had been, you know, before that. So I feel like is it's kind of like this is them saying thank you, you know. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your first WrestleMania. It, again, it's his first WrestleMania. And how, like, again, how do you not do AJ and Nakamura at the first opportunity you can at one of your major shows? That, that's the thing. It's like, that's that's the money match for me. Right. And it's and that has to, and I know, like, SummerSlam is the, the Marks, you know, show. Mm-hmm. But you got to do that at WrestleMania. And, and, and how do you not see that as, like... You are greasing the pan as hard as you can to squeak this Roman versus Brock sure. match through as your main event, mm-hmm. and and you know how you get Nakamura people? versus AJ yeah. for the United for the WWE Championship. Yeah, will make that whole pill go down a lot smoother. Exactly, exactly. I will. There will be. No, I I promise you there will not be a single boo in that arena in Philadelphia if Nakamura wins. Okay. You remember last time they were in Philadelphia for the Rumble? Mm-hmm. Booed out of the dumb building. Yeah. One major reason. <laughs> because it was Roman Reigns. Yeah. You, you can't repeat that. Because if it's not... If Nakamura doesn't win, then it's going to be Roman Reigns. It's one or the other, in mm-hmm. my in my mind. I, I, I could see it being John Cena. Sure. I, I could very sure. much see John Cena winning it. But for the most part... If not Nakamura, it's Roman. Yeah. And you do you really want that reaction again? If not worse. Yeah. In that same crowd, it's like it's like you're asking I mean, everyone to make fun of you for not learning your lesson. Yeah. That that crowd is coming with pitchforks pre-sharpened. Like right. And I know they're like, ready to boo you out of the building. And I know Vince has that. You know, screw them. I'm going to do what I want. Kind of vibe or mm-hmm. that that mentality sometimes where he's like I'm just going to do what I want and I'm going to I'm going to do whatever I can to make them like it mm-hmm. and it almost never works lately. Yeah. You know. This crowd booed the rock. Mhm. Current day biggest star on the planet rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I like, do. Come on. <laughs> I still I I I could it, it's a moment I can never rem- I can never forget. Because it's that moment where the rock comes out, you have that initial like surprise mm-hmm. reaction, and then he gets in the ring, and you see the confusion on Rock's face because he yep. hasn't heard a boo since 1998. <laughs> yep. That's my favorite. It had been almost that's my 20 favorite years. Favorite picture of the Rock where he's like, "What is that sound?" He's, he's holding. Uh, it's the point where he's holding up Roman's hand and he's doing the the pose with the other hand by yeah, pointing this at guy him, and he's just like. It's like he's it's like he smells a fart, <laughs> and he knows it didn't come from him, and he doesn't want to believe it came from his cousin. So he's like, "Who 
did it. This this noise that surrounds me. Right. This isn't the rock noise. It is the funniest and not necessarily most uncomfortable, but is the most unintentionally funny moments I can think of. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't don't think they want to go through that again. It's <laughs> that part of it. You're just watching. Like, are they gonna? Because this is this is the the, the because this is also a company that would that would cl- probably clear Daniel Bryan for one day just so he can lose another Royal Rumble, <laughs> just so Roman Reigns could come out and, and eliminate him. I do. I do. Like it would be that spiteful. As as much as I want to enjoy WrestleMania again, mm-hmm. as much as I want to enjoy the build up to WrestleMania yeah. again. There's there's also something about like WWE versus their own fans part four. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Let's go down this road one more time. Yeah, like and and, it, and it's also telling of Randy Orton that mm-hmm. he's like no one cares. No one cared to boo him at winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's not Roman, but yeah, okay. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> but again, I come back to. We're in a weird 18 months. Yeah. I keep coming back to that 18 months where they got to, you know, for the first time they're, they're being wooed, they got to look their best. Yeah. And their best is not their own fans booing them out of the building. Mm-hmm. They, and honestly, what might turn their, the corner for that is the reaction that everyone watched online from the people in the, the Manhattan Center mm-hmm. during the commercial breaks or whenever they they'd cut away to the, the Barclays Center. Because the Barclays Center crowd was hot. They were all for everything. But there was more and more traction online from people watching, you know, the reaction of the Manhattan Center. Well, they had more time to tweet. They had a lot more time to tweet. <laughs> That's where it comes down to. And the other ones that were tweeting out, you know, photos of Jerry Lawler sleeping. And Jerry and JR tried to say the next day, oh, that wasn't happening. He never fell asleep. I'm like, I know a sleepy old man when I see one. <laughs> I had grandpas. That's a very long blink, sir. That is a very long blink. Um. So that might have swayed their decision be like to be a little bit more safe. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to think that, you know, the safe move is the move that you know they don't probably don't want to do, yeah. but it will make the fans the happiest. That's weird that the move to make their fans happiest seems safe to them. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's just I I hate it seems safe to us, you know. I hate that the rumble has become. I hope somebody saves us. Yeah, that's the thing is like the rumble is such a like. Oh boy, I'm excited. What could come next? Yeah, and the past several years has been like. How can I they hope somebody us? saves us? Like, yeah, like how could they almost disappoint us? And maybe they'll do something to not mess it up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just a weird dynamic. The rumble has taken on these last few years since since the Batista win. Yeah. Um. Man, I just I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like the fans what they when the fans want what they want, but they also know what WWE wants, and if, if they get what they want, then we'll boom out the building. But if they give us what we want, then we'll be a happy cheery crowd, which is really all the WWE wants. Yeah. So really, WWE always gets it. It's like it's it's like the fans that have been saying for years that you know we need to cancel our network subscription if this happens if they keep pushing roman reigns then we need to you know boycott do this blah 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 blah. but they're also the same fans that do the bowing motion every time vince mcmahon comes out i was like mm-hmm. eh, you really don't feel that strongly about your convictions now do you 
Yeah. Pick one or the other and stick with it. This conversation took a weird turn. <laughs> we All should right. wrap this bad boy up. You got up. anything else? Nope, we're good. All right. Nothing else I want to yell about. <laughs> You got it all out? Uh, this week. It's like, I'm sure we'll have more stuff to yell about next week. Depending on how this all turns out, sure. <laughs> Everything we said last week. Let's roll the tape. Wait, did I say Rhonda or Oscar? Did you say Rhonda? I said Rhonda. I said okay. Oscar. Okay. So, all right. It's like, it's the pick we both wanted to make, but yeah, we just thought decided yep. to split it. Okay. All right. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Sierra Tire, who we live tweet at appropriate times, uh, which will be this Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Um, for we'll be tweeting takeover. We will also be tweeting out at Royal Rumble. So join yep. us for that. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, anything you want us to bring up on the show, if you even have questions about the Rumblethon happening this Saturday, please feel free to email us. That's classroomingattire at gmail dot com. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Easy way to follow the podcast. Give us a rating of five stars or write a review. That kind of stuff really helps out the podcast. And if you are listening to us on InsidePulse.com, leave us a comment on there. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Easy way to follow Chris. Easy way to follow myself. We have an event page for the Rumblethon there. Yep. Um, easy way to find that. Easy, easy way, way to, to get be- some information. It's more details and everything. Yep. Link will be on that Facebook page yep. as well. So, And again, please just, you know... Join us. Have some fun. It's a big wrestling weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to make sure it's fun for everybody. Even if you don't have any money to give, just hop on the stream, say hi to us, make fun of me for being awful at video games. As always, stay classy and huzzah. Huzzah. Huzzah.